welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Wednesday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. Wednesday morning, fellas, no football? What the hell? What's the NFL trying to do to us? Ruin us? We have a whole entire day now. And I guess we we stare at Missouri Army, but try to figure out the over-under for that game. Shame on the league for leaving us hanging like this, Shaq. I know, I know. I need the spike. I know. I need my fix. Where's my where's my football fix? I wait, need it. Wait. I can't go a whole day without it here. <laughs> wait a minute, Dave. Army, Army. I mean, Navy's playing, right? One of them. I think it's Army. Like, aren't you yeah. locked in? Aren't you locked in? Aren't you ready to go? I thought that was like the premier no, football I, I think you, for you to watch. No, right. I think you you've completely misunderstood my point. <laughs> I don't care, and neither do they about any other game oh, except when they play each here other. We go. That's uh, that's the gravity uh, of one game. That's the whole point. But yes, Sal, I mean, look, COVID ravaged bum teams playing bum mm. teams while the Rams are pretty good. Bad uniforms. No matter. Football wins again. Who? I mean, what? What? What was it great about any of that? We we got to watch terrible officiating once well, again. Well, that I we would say that part specifically was was not great about uh of the weekend <laughs> week fifteen in general. I don't know. I just um and I gave you credit maybe prematurely on the and the quarterback saturation thing. I thought the quarterback play was lousy this week. It's like the league got together. I said and said uh. Hey, guys, okay, quarterbacks, forget that you ever took a snap before. Uh, we're going to move some games around. It's not going to make any sense. And refs, you really need to step up your game. I know your play calling has been atrocious, but we need to see two or three calls that we've never seen before. And uh, everybody do this, and we'll be ready for week 16. I feel like that's where we are right now. I mean, my God, that Rams-Seahawks, Rams won 20 to 10, favored by seven, so they covered the spread. I guess I'm a little bitter because I had Seattle. That pass interference or that non-pass interference call on DJ Dallas was very reminiscent of that Saints-Rams NFC Championship game. What are they doing? Why can't they get that right? I think a lot of people lost money on that one. It felt that way looking at social media that that was a major yeah. swing play because, of course, then it led to the Rams field goal. And that, uh, that gave them the margin when they were laying seven there. Yeah, that was crazy, but... We can't be surprised by the atrocious officiating uh, The the fact that we just I guess we are the frog boiling mm -hmm. in water or is it uh, Ed Hockley's son? Oh, Either man. way, we just we, we just kind of accept we continue. We're, we're just about through another pro football season where it's like, well, what 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 could we do? What what rightly could be done about terror? But they're, they're human beings. Well, just like everybody else, you thing. just got to deal with and it. Maybe like, this lends to your human hell? being theory. But I feel like they're they're getting worse as the weeks progress. Like the longer year maybe impacts referees more than anybody. They just can't do it. They can't hang. <laughs> so they can't make it to the finish line. Thing, so first of all, I've been anti- I've, I've been, we should hold referees accountable since, and, and, and no, it wasn't like the Saints playoff because that was the worst call in NFL history. This call cost people <laughs> some money. Can confirm from my group text, it cost a couple people I'm good friends with money. Yeah. But the, we, I'm, I refuse to compare it to the worst non-call in the history of the NFL. Um, but I was listening to uh, Joel, Joel Solomon, Babyface Joel Solomon's good friend, Mike Lombardi, and he made a good point. 
I don't think the referees are keeping up with the what's happening in like the evolution of football. Yeah. Because like if you look, it's the same guys. Remember, I, I we were talking to Mitchell Schwartz a couple of weeks ago, and I brought up the name Bill Vinovich, mm-hmm. and he said he liked Bill Vinovich, but Bill Vinovich was officiating games when Brian Greasy was was playing football. Now he's commentating for ESPN, like. Brian Greasy couldn't get out there and still do it right now. So why do we assume? So what, the and point I, is, I don't mean to pick faster. on Bill. I don't know him that is well. The point that everything's, everything's faster. faster and then, mm. and then I think that things are different. Like like uh, in the um, in the Bears game, they called a clipping penalty when a guy was just trying to make a tackle. When he was like, yeah, that well, was that's, that's just not. It's not the spirit of the rule when officials are taught to look for certain things. So maybe we get these referees and these official segues. Now, I know they went out of style four or five Christmases ago, but the segues, they can keep up. They can speed up. They can slow down. They get to a position where they can make a better call. I don't know. I I do agree with you, Martin. The game is getting faster and the officials maybe seem to getting uh, older. I don't want to rain too much on this Rams parade. They won 20 to 10. They won yardage 332 to 214. They outrushed Seattle by like uh, 45 yards. Stafford now the fastest to 50,000 yards in history. 49,000, they say, came in garbage time. That was for you, Martin. But uh, I I don't know. So the Rams, (laughs) it was a decent win for them. Again, uh, Russ missed the mark on a lot. Didn't it seem, Shaq, he had Metcalf open or whatever. There were a lot of couple big balls um, that he missed out on. You just keep waiting for him to be 100%, and it's just not the case uh, week after week. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'm going to pat myself on the back and and say, I told you the Seahawks weren't oh. making the playoffs this year. People scoffed and said, how dare you say such a thing? Carol and, uh, and Russ always go to the playoffs. They always have a winning record. Well, here we are. That was uh, that was a good prop bet by Damashek to go under the win total and to bet them out of the playoffs. Um, yeah, it's it. it I guess the takeaway is, although the results, if you look at those scores, as I was watching the scroll, underneath uh, of all the week 15 scores. I mean, there, I mean, the Steelers scored 19. And I think I read that 17 teams scored fewer yeah. than that. I mean, that's That's a crazy point. Total it was a weird the, week. Yeah. I don't know why we expected anything else with the way it started out. It's but. it's I know it's, it's kind of weird though, that um, because we, it feels new every single season, mm-hmm. but remember this file, this one away. We talked about it with Mitchell Schwartz. Well, boy, the Schwartz family really get dominated. Shout out points. to you. They do. We, yeah, yeah. We we talked to Mitchell Schwartz's brother Jeff on minus three earlier in the week, and a really good one. And one of the things we kibitzed about is the annual swing from offense to defense. Offense always wins the first half of an NFL season, then defense does. But it feels especially severe this year, doesn't it? I mean, like Tom Brady scored yeah. zero. He scored zero. Zero points in New Orleans the other yeah. day. That's insane. In in 2021, that Tom Brady tracking towards an MVP. Uh, I, I I don't care who got hurt. Donut That's on the scoreboard insane. at the, the end of the game. The Paula kid made a decent point. Went on and on for many many minutes, but he said he thinks the defense, just in general, not even at this stage in the season, the defenses have caught up with the offenses. It might be uh, it might be true. Washington Philly was 27 17. That ended up being a push. I mean, that was six and a half in the morning. Went to eight and a half and then 10 when Garrett Gilbert was uh, confirmed as a starter for Washington. Uh, they really destroyed him, Philly. If you look at the numbers, yardage was 519 to 237, 7.4 yards per play to 4.4. After that dumb Goddard play, that ball hit him in the foot and was intercepted and it, uh, resulted in a short field for Washington to score. They, they didn't do anything. Now, Sheck, the thing to worry about here is 
and I don't sense that you're uh, too worried, but you should be. Our friend Randy lost to our friend, my friend, not really your friend anymore, Bill Simmons. Randy needed, Brad, needed the Eagles defense to score like 11 points. And Garrett Gilbert on the road in the rain, not turning the ball over, it didn't seem plausible, but it happened. And now Simmons is two wins away, potentially from kicking you out. I'm not overly concerned. You're correct. I don't think Simmons is going to oh. win. Um, I mean, it doesn't have a good team. So how, how concerned am I supposed to be? I want to lose anyway. I don't like fantasy football. Kick me out. If I win the league, I'm going to kick myself it. out because that's how much I don't Spaghetti, like Spaghetti, you have to. I know you have a million things to do today, but pr- try to cut that out. Clip that for two weeks from today, and uh, we will play it. And we will laugh and laugh and laugh when Sheck is on the hot seat. Uh, oh, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Yes, you guys brought it up uh, on minus three with uh, Jeff Schwartz. We had a, a grand time. Um, here's the prop quiz results. We had it on extrapoints.com. Wait, hold on a second, Sal. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to, Sal, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you. But while we're on the topic of the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, yeah. I have to I have to address something which I, I find to be an abomination. And it's something I know that, what's coming. Something I know what's that coming I, just, up I, I can't fine. let it go because I mean, midway through the first quarter of the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl and as like, I mean, maybe 14 minutes left in the Patriots Colts game. We're just getting started here, okay? Mm-hmm. I look over to my right and I see one Dave Damashek open up the chicken wing thing, right? The vat of chicken wings and reach in there <laughs> with his raw. Oh, mitt, no. is that right? His raw hand, <laughs> his fingers. From God knows where and from God knows who and whatever they've been doing. All I don't know. They drove his car, walked all the way to the sofa. I'm not Urban Meyer. My hands are above wow. board at all times. Pulled friend. out his vaccination card with that same hand to get into SoFi. <laughs> Math dangling from his ear, reaches in there and grabs a sesame chicken thing. And then looks at me, uh, looking at him and sees my disgust and, and can't believe he's looking at me. Like, well, what's wrong? Why, wait, where's the problem? And he's like, that has the nerve to say I didn't touch it. Interesting. Mind you, this is the same Dave Damashek that will post pictures or get grossed out when people post pictures of people on the airplanes without their shoes on. You know what they actually do without their shoes on? Touch anything that has anything to do with what I would want. Mm-hmm. So now I got to wait until the nice lady at SoFi Stadium comes out and brings new chicken wings because <laughs> Damashek has contaminated them. In the first quarter. Wow. And this is the host of Lemon, Lemon Pepper Parlay. And wow. And so he's an authority on, on wings here, Shaq. I don't know. It seems like a 2018 move by you. I don't, and, that, and one that you wouldn't like if you had witnessed it from someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I, I, I'm going to wear this one. Mm. That's fair what Marty Weiss has to say. This is a classic example. And in fact, I really do want to put together a full list of the do as mm. I say, not as I do stuff it, it it really is the the different everybody but i don't I, i'm not out there texting on the road and, and disparaging everybody else for texting on the road like that's that's what okay i reached my mid in there in my defense as i said marty weiss in the moment i didn't see those tongs there until it was too late i heard i so, used my flesh tongs <laughs> i used the flesh so, tongs so Sam, my question to you see you guys both got a couple years on me i consider myself a full-grown adult but to stretch out to yeah. you as, as a fuller grown adult, <laughs> if you don't see the tongs there is the move to look for the tongs or is the move to just reach your greasy hand all up in the food in this place full of like 30 people. Uh, 
The 30 people is, the, is the key to the whole thing because you, you look, normally you can look around and see if you're getting busted and uh, and then go for it if nobody's looking. But 30 people, including Martin, was the wrong one to catch you doing this, Shaq. Uh, yes. But that's like uh, Joe, babyface Joel Solomon. You have something to say about this? I mean, that's like the fourth worst thing Dave did that night. Let's be honest. What, what else did he do? What else? Let go. I mean, they, his hands were in everything. I mean, it wasn't even just the wings. I wasn't going to say anything. This is, those flesh mitts were everywhere. Wow. Everywhere. Thank you, Joel. Because it wasn't just the wings. I was going to let him get off easy, but no, he reached into the hot dogs. He And the chips. Oh my God. The chips, the chips were done by halftime. If you wanted chips, you could not get there before halftime. And I tell you, <laughs> this is, I'm disappointed in you, Dave. I'm disappointed. I expected more out of somebody like no, you. No, you, you went too far. You, you, you ascended up to Mount Pius at some point. Okay. The wing thing was a, was an honest mistake. Now you may take issue with it, no, but I didn't did see the talk. No, you did it twice, Dave. You did it twice. And I <laughs> no, looked I at you. I no, said, I you're an he asshole. He doesn't learn from I his honest you, mistakes. I said, you're an asshole. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't remember the second one, but yeah, I will well, say with the yeah. chips. Solid assault. I was I was surgical in removing a single chip and not touching any other um, chips it, c- collateral to the one that was about to be inserted into my pie hole. I was uh, very careful. You know, it's and that was it. That was. It's interesting the verb you use, surgical. Because you know what they do before surgery? They wash their hands and put on gloves. That's what they do before That's surgery. A good point. In my yeah. defense, but it's like you know, it's like getting it's it's circumstantial. It's you you, you got to contextualize. Like all interceptions aren't equally as bad. You know, like uh, throwing one right. with the game on the like, you know, like the Russell Wilson interception Picking at the end of the Super Bowl was during a worth- pandemic. Not as bad as no, oh, wait, no, no not my uh, point. Yeah. Not my point. This hand is clean, friend. This hand, this is a hand sees no action. It's completely innocent. It's not down my pants oh, like Sal why, running listen. around with his with Sal with his cock paw putting it all over I'm, pizza I'm crusts and then giving here. them back to me to eat. And a cockpaw. No, we call this um, deflection. Deflection. Because you know what wasn't happening on Saturday? Cockpaw and Melissa's crudite cr- uh, crust thing, whatever that vegetable plate was. Right, right. That wasn't what's crude. happening. I want to Dembeshek. Dembeshek's knuckles all up and through it. Crudite, crude the food, one. The food Crudite. thing was not the the worst thing I I heard Shaq. I saw Shaq do is uh, it's a hol- it's a Christmas party. And he's talking about how someone's going to die on the field and that's going to be the end of the NFL. <laughs> I don't care what he's eating or where he's grabbing from at that point. That's the worst thing uh, you could do, uh, right? Uh, I, I said nothing about the NFL. What did you say? I said someone's <laughs> life. Someone's life's going to end and it's going to be What's weird. That? <laughs> Private lab, creepy things. If you want to go down no, that no, rabbit no, hole, no. the UFC I, I still has a card every week. I don't know. All right, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer said that in Sports Illustrated about twelve years or so ago. He's like, someday somebody's going to die on the field. <laughs> twelve years ago, and there was yeah. some, there was some pretty creepy. Well, I mean, it was brought. It you know, it was, it was uh, made uh, current by some pretty dark moments there on Thursday night oh, football. And uh, all right. And Teddy, Teddy Bridge, I was like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on there? And they're face down and everybody's praying and their players <laughs> crying. It's like, Jesus, baby face. You noticed this too. You didn't like you didn't like it much. I, I go over to talk to Hench and Damashek and they were, uh, it looked like in deep conversation. And, you know, I wanted to make sure everything was going OK. And and Dave goes, was but, it? But, Joel, really, what are they going to do when someone just 
dies right there on the field. I mean, what's going to happen? Poor Jada. Jada was like, is he okay? Is he having a crisis? Spaghetti's girlfriend. Yeah. 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 Spaghetti's girlfriend was having a crisis. You know, we we didn't know what was going to happen. He just ruined the mood of the party. No one could eat the wings. And uh, I think more people are going to die from the the wing um, incident than uh, on the field, unfortunately, in our suite. I'm glad Jada had time to was lucid enough in the moment because she and Spaghetti were, were had a night long game of keep away oh, from Marty White. Come on, like they were, come on, that's they, were, right. they were just trying to. That's not right. What? That's not right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that. Hey, I do want to talk. I had a food uh, food faux pas too. Uh, I would say, although I don't think so. And you know, my Jewish mother comes out in me like every five years when it comes. I, I hate when I go out to dinner with my mother and my sister, they'll they'll have any single morsel of like a, a turkey sandwich wrapped and it, it gets me crazy. It gets me crazy. But at the end of the night, and maybe it's because I lost a lot of money because that that imbecile Harry had us all bet the over. Uh, I'm going to blame him, not the slow play by Oregon State, not the interception in the end zone, not anything that's going on. I'm going to blame Harry. But anyway, I lost money. So maybe that tainted my judgment here. But we had a lot of food left over. We had we had gone through. We reordered in the suite. Wow. So we ended up having what, like 14? We had to reorder, Sal. We, <laughs> we had to reorder. Well the, well, the food was tainted by Dave. So yes, we had to reorder. We had to get a, a round two, though. But we ended up having like 14 turkey sandwiches left over and about uh, six to eight Jimmy Kimmel bowl sandwiches was that, that uh, roast beef and the provolone and the peppers, which is good. And I was like, you know what? We should take this back. We should take this back home. This is crazy. This is just going to go in the trash. Sure. And so we get the the woman comes over, the one that was in charge of our suite, and she's like, oh, we just don't have bags to um, give you for that, <laughs> and we don't really allow that anyway. And I was like, well, this is different from Scott Holmes grabbing all the Bud Lights in the uh, in the fridge and, and stack them in, in his backpack. You know, I know you could resell those. This food is going. Did that no, happen? No, it Did isn't. Did that happen, by the way? I, I, as far as I know, that didn't happen. Uh, that, that was the upset of the day, but the food is different, right? Sheck Martin, they're throwing this out They're immediately. And of I was course. like, listen, yeah, I was you like, don't, it. okay. We don't, what about the bags that the garbage bags that these sandwiches are going to go into immediately after we leave, we'll take those bags. And now I'm like a lunatic. Right. And she's like, yeah, we don't have garbage bags until housekeeping comes in. And that could be hours after the game. And then I jokingly say, okay, I'll wait. And then I get that look like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is a crazy person I'm dealing with. But um, anyway, so then I forget about it. But uh, Babyface on the spot there does something uh, miraculous. This is the move of the year, Babyface. What, tell everyone what you did. Look, I, I don't want to say it was heroic. I mean, that's for you to say. But, uh, you know, the stadium's closing. I, I ran across. There was a team store. The team store was closed. Uh, then I see one of the the, the maintenance uh, people with their push cart, and I, I, I make a run for it. Is at least a good ten yards. I had to run <laughs> wow. after this guy. First down. Yeah. And uh, wait, just get to the end of the book when Eddie Spaghetti heroically just eats every last <laughs> morsel of food. He's like, I'm not going to let it go to waste. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think it's it. for humanity. I'm doing this. Spaghetti says, I, "Can't understand you. You got too much roast beef hanging out of your mouth." Spaghetti. I'm living for. I, I know he ate a bunch of roast beef. I listened on uh, minus. I got the recap. What do you say? Like three and a half or something? But. But, but like babyface, what did you say? You said someone was vomiting yeah, I, in the suite. I didn't. I should. I should have thought of Eddie eating this stuff. But no, I said uh, to the guy needed a garbage bag, and uh, immediately he said why. 
I go, oh man, someone in our suite is about to barf everywhere. He goes, take them, take them. <laughs> so uh, I ended up getting a, and by the way, these are industrial, huge yeah, garbage very bags. Big. And because someone was about to vomit, yeah, we got 11 garbage bags. Like that's, what, what would we do with that if someone's going to vomit anyway? Here, here, it's happening again. Oh boy, it's happening again. Let's put another one underneath the butt. <laughs> We did use it because, Shaq, I'm thinking we're going to go to Corolla's the next day. I have all these idiots staying overnight. We're going to spend 250 bucks on lunch. We might as well get a head start with this. So anyway, I went out there. Mikey Meatballs had a, a, a fun trick where we put plates over the sandwiches so they don't all come apart in the bag. It worked. And I got them and nice. I got out of there and we got like uh, 16, I say free sandwiches. We paid for them anyway. So uh, I think that was a strong move. I, I'm not proud of it, but I think it was the right thing to do. It's a curb your yes, enthusiasm thing. Why Why would they, I mean, the idea that, well, it's the rules. You're not allowed yeah. to take, like, what's right. it to you? What do you know? They're going to go in the garbage or they're going to go in my belly or, you know, you could even distribute them to, to right. homeless people or whatever. What, what's, the, what's the fight to fight you on that? No skin off your nose, SoFi Stadium employee. The only thing, the, way, the only way it would be skin off their nose is if they themselves were planning to eat it or the cleanup crew as they were going Maybe. through that. Okay. I've been there. Too uh, on the busboy side, where I'm in the by the kitchen uh, right. picking out uh, le leftover lobster meat. Uh, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> by the way, Marty Weiss, you'll be thrilled to know that uh, there used to be a place. It's now defunct in Pittsburgh. It was a barbecue place, and they had the best potatoes. They were sliced. They they were French fries, but they were sliced like uh, potato chips, and they were soft. And I would uh, while working there, uh, I'd go back in the kitchen oh, the yeah. whole shift. I would go back oh, there, and dude. I would just I would just. I just stick those me. chips into the sauce and put them put them in my mouth. Then I'd pick up with my other hand, or maybe the hand I just pushed uh, the food into my face. Carry the plate out to uh, to a waiting customer. They didn't, they didn't know. know. They didn't right. care. But if they wanted to take you that know. home instead of giving you the option of eating in the back, you would you would have a bag for them, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Mark. Of course. Well, so, well first you said why'd you describe that place yet? Now defunct. No one, uh, <laughs> no one. I mean, there's there's all these reasons yes. as to why, and as to why this. I is think SoFi is going to stay standing for another year at least. That, but maybe that's because Sal, the yeah. difference between yeah. what you and Damashek did, what you did was funny. That character it was a bit, and it was 30 minutes after the fourth quarter, and right. that food, like you said, was already earmarked for the trash can. Right. At, with 15 minutes left in the first quarter, there's not there's nothing but game left. Exactly. There's nothing but time to eat that food. If you're a person like me. Well, guess what? Uh, what? I was punished. I, I had to sit in the car for an hour plus with Kevin Hench listening to his <laughs> mad ranting. So you should have pressed record. You wouldn't the, have had the, to uh you wouldn't have had a double separate show. You do that hour. every Thursday. Yeah. All right, let's get off to Jimmy Kimmel. But we had a great time. But the prop quiz results are in. Three fellas went 10 for 10. Andrew Randazzo, Travis Newman, and Gerard, Gerard Counts. Randazzo, Newman, and Counts all went 10 for 10. Randazzo had the um, he had the tiebreaker, Guillermo Tequila shots plus touchdown scored. He nailed it exactly. I think it was six. Uh, we went to Guillermo and asked. But we're going to give all three a signed uh, Jimmy Kimmel baseball because 10 for 10 is crazy, right? This is not a uh, this is not a. a or trophy for just you know coming in second and third. Ten Amazing. for ten is crazy. So you all get assigned Jimmy Kimmel baseball. And wow, we have a million football games to go over. So let's take a quick break and then we will do that. All right, check Marty. Every single week this seems to change the MVP odds. Now Brady put up a stinker, shut out at home. Rodgers continues on, and he is now the favorite. Aaron Rodgers is the favorite to win MVP. 
Now, I don't know how this goes with votes and if the vaccination thing is going to spook everybody when it comes to actually writing his name down for MVP, but he's the favorite according to Fandle right now, plus 145. Brady, plus 185. Stafford moves to third at plus 900. And fourth, Jonathan Taylor, now plus 950 to win MVP. You have to be nervous, Martin. You bet Damashek 50 bucks at 100 to 1 that Jonathan Taylor would not win. And that's now plus 950. You a little bit nervous? Yeah, I, I'm I'm shaking in my boots over here. I don't know if you're being honest. You know, I was, I, no? no, I'm not being honest oh. at all. I have no concern that Jonathan Taylor is going to win the NFL MVP. Wow. They haven't won enough games. Mm-hmm. What? He's running them into the playoffs with a bum QB. I mean, this is this is value. That I mean, if people vote based on actual value, I completely get Aaron Rodgers' value to the Packers. And if, if you ever need that, I think the greatest thing to happen to Rodgers' MVP bid um, is the Jordan Love game. When when you get that, when when you right. take somebody out of the mix and see what it looks like without that person, then you realize. But yes, this is. The, the, the thing that is impacting Jonathan Taylor's MVP bid is or offensive player of the year, either way, is Cooper, Cooper Cup, what he's doing. You know, I don't know. how. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to the non quarterback vote is going to get split by right. as people get cute. Like I'm getting cute about like, I don't know, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, like they're, they're going to split votes. It probably will end up being Aaron Rodgers and prayers up to him because uh, <laughs> he went on a very popular podcast uh, earlier this week and uh, announced uh, while broadcasting to millions of people that he's been canceled. Oh, as he, he is continues canceled. to play quarterback uh, for. Oh, uh, he's <laughs> not going to make thirty five million dollars next can- year. He's oh. he's can- he's can- what a canceled shame. as he talks talks into a microphone <laughs> that is being listened to by uh, by. Mark, let me ask you this: if you could take the bet back, if you could take the bet back, would you? That that let me. Yes. Oh, you would. Okay. All right. So you're that at least you're at least that nervous. Okay. Well, also too because I, I like the story. Like I, I like the. I, oh, I'm I a see. football fan, true and through. Like I like the idea that Jonathan Taylor can can carry a team to. You're the an playoffs. Aaron Rodgers fan this right is, now. <laughs> you better hope. But saying that doesn't that such job was what games. I'm trying to be about. Yeah. <laughs> but that but that's what I think. The argument of oh, there's got he's not got nobody around him. Well, that that goes for Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. The non quarterback argument that Jonathan Taylor has. Well, Cooper Cup is going to be the first receiver to lead the league and catch his yards and touchdowns since Sterling Sharp, I believe. He's got, I think it was Sterling Sharp, the last person to do that. That's, I mean, that's, well, Derrick Henry did what Jonathan Taylor's doing right now right. and didn't get a did vote. Did not get one vote. All right, so that was the thing. So we, early on, if you like Jonathan Taylor, you're like, oh, Rodgers and Brady are going to split votes. But now you're going to be like, oh, Taylor and Cooper Cup, who right now is 50 to 1, are going to split votes, as you suggested, Check on the non-quarterback side. The thing I want, uh, I think is interesting is, if Jonathan Taylor, if that, it's, it's all about visibility, right? That game is on a Saturday it's up against the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, so I can't believe anybody's watching that Colts-Patriots game. But anyway, if they are, they see Jonathan Taylor's big touchdown to cinch the game, right? And if that touchdown had come earlier and they had 170 yards, it might be different. But And now they play again on a Saturday. It's really falling into place a little bit for Jonathan Taylor in terms of visibility that he may not have had normally in, in a regular season. If they catch and pass the Titans, which they're right on the cusp of yeah. doing here, and you know, I'll point you back to the game in Baltimore 
that he really had his big season breakout. He had a good game the week before, but then he really blew up against the Ravens. I think, you know, I love talking about these kind of things, the one play and how it impacts the entire season. I still say that that's one of the bigger plays of the season is the blocked field goal by Calais Campbell because the Colts would have already caught the oh, Titans yeah. at this point and would be well on their way to, I mean, they'd be chasing the number one seed in the conference at this point. If you reverse that play as it is, they're probably going to be climb. We'll see what happens in Arizona this weekend. And that could derail any MVP talk that could derail Colts going to the playoff mm-hmm. stuff as well. well um, yeah. But I mean, what are we talking? I'm with Marty. I, I hate to I hate to to pee on my own my own potential victory here. But I mean, Marty's right. I mean, they're, they're not going to. You know, the crazy thing is, Atlanta, like you guys mentioned, offensive player of the year is usually reserved for the running back or wide receiver now that uh, dominates but can't receive the MVP vote. Jonathan Taylor might not get anything. Like Cup is minus 105. Jonathan Taylor is minus right. 105 on Fandle. It's really been uh, some year. And Cup, Cup's numbers are spectacular, it is, too. It is funny that Andre Dawson, way back when, he was a baseball player, Marty Weiss, for, mm-hmm. for any young person out there. He won the MVP on a last-place Cubs team because his numbers were gargantuan. Uh, Otani won it this year. The, the halos were irrelevant. When you do something on this level, this sort of historic, iconic kind of season, it's weird that Cooper Cup, I know value is supposed to be the point, but I think a lot of voters don't pay any attention to to the word valuable mm-hmm. anyway. I mean, what Cooper Cup is doing is is literally going to be the greatest wide receiver season in history. And in, yep. in a pass first, I know it's the QB league, but there's somebody who catches the passes always. And if you do something that Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, uh, Jerry Rice, and anyone else never did before, I, I feel like we're I think it was receptions, yards, and you would think this this would have been done uh, several times over the years. Receptions, yards, and touchdowns has not been accomplished since Jerry Rice. Is that what to lead those categories? Well, Marty said Sterling, Sterling Sharp. Oh, Sharp. Is that right? I've heard of him too. Yeah. Okay. So even but they're still going to be better yeah. numbers, better raw. Not each number right. is going to be better than right. has ever been put three. up before. That's what's remarkable. Okay. About. So let's yeah. go over a few of these games. And again, it's Wednesday morning. There's going to be uh 750,000 um, COVID reports between now and then. So I, I don't think we should be locked into our picks here if we make them, but maybe tell, uh, let's give our, our listeners, our loyal listeners, an idea of who we're leaning towards and you mentioned that Saturday game, Colts now getting a point and a half at Arizona. They were the favorites, right? And now they're getting points. I'm going to say I'm leaning Arizona. I'm not going to bail just yet. But here's the thing. The big narrative always seems to fail. That's the one thing that you can count on, that the big narrative is going to fail. Urban, last week it was Urban Meyer's gone. Jaguars were three. Now they're five points. This team that struggles to move the ball is going to go up and down the field against the Texans. No, they beat, they lost by two touchdowns. This week, it's Arizona's done. Uh, Kingsbury's done. The Colts are great because of Jonathan Taylor. I'm leaning Arizona. I think it's a little bit of a fixed line here. Arizona at home, still one of the better teams in the NFC. I think the Colts will still make the playoffs, but I'm leaning towards uh, Kyler Murray making a comeback here. Yeah, I, I disagree. Uh, I think that I'm, I told y'all a couple weeks ago, as soon as Kyler gets hurt a little bit, y'all didn't like the Ford Ferrari thing because I actually never saw the movie, so I didn't know who won the actual race. Right. So I say it goes, he goes from a Mercedes Benz to a Mini Cooper. Kyler Murray does. As soon as he gets a little hurt, DeAndre Hopkins is gone. 
And I think some of the shine is off. And this Cardinals team was already funny at home being three and three. They're better on and the road, you for take sure. That, yep. Better on the road. Then you take that Indy's a road dog coming in, and road dogs are nine and four against the spread. Like, I don't – Yeah. I don't uh, – against uh, against Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, and I, I do think that Jonathan Taylor is going that, – that's why I, I feel not nervous, but I don't – I wish I could buy out of this bet because I'd like to see Jonathan Taylor run every, all well, over the shit, place. Well, shit, can he buy out of the bet? You would, would take take like three grand or something. Let him buy out. Well, do I don't know. I don't want to do it that well, bad. always negotiating. Win it. What do you want to do? What do you want to do, Marty? How about, how, if you how promise about, me you'll never reach it, you'll never ever. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, maybe there's something, wait, maybe there's Shaq something doesn't around give that something right up for this. You're, you're losing in this bet. You don't have leverage here, Martin. What do you, <laughs> yeah, that, that is he true. should be allowed to put his hands in anything now. If that, That's the other side of this. That's if you want to, although that doesn't help the rest of us. The Urban Meyer rule. That's what we're going to call <laughs> right. the Urban Meyer rule. I can put yeah, my hand in any anything I want to. chicken wing he wants. All right, Shaq, who do you like, uh, who are you leaning towards at least in this game? You both make some good points there. I'm leaning Colts because narrative, truth, or whatever you want to call it, Cliff Kingsbury has yet to prove in pro football that his teams don't get worse as the season goes on there. I think that's the the key detail here. Also, one of the enduring narratives, even in the 21st century, is not every team that's good in pro football runs the ball but teams that run the ball impose their will on teams and all that kind of talk in December football and all that. And I understand it's in a dome and a desert, but still what Jonathan Taylor and company are doing, I don't know that the Cardinals have an answer there. The better on the road stuff is now blown out of the water. After you go into Detroit and get blown out of yeah. the water by, uh, by that bunch. So I don't really yeah, know what hard. the thing Practically speaking, New Hopkins is out, as uh, as Marty says. James Conner is now banged up. I'm not sure of, of his availability. I mean, the Carson Wentz thing is is what spooks you. I mean, he threw some atrocious balls that should have five been completions off last game. Yeah, on, yeah. You don't even know what Saturday. you're watching anymore. I mean, these games, teams with five completions are winning. Uh, Cousins had a terrible game. He won. Like the winning, the stats for the winning team more often than not, at least last week and the in recent weeks. Let's face it, have been uh, uh, puzzling for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I'll, I'll okay. go Colts there. I I absolutely hear. Your point. I mean, you you got to kind of like n- not plug your ears, I think, for the most part, because uh, when you listen to players talk, they're like, uh, Kyler Murray, this isn't 2020. This is a different team. And we're going to prove that we're going to turn it around. And you're like, you it, it, you could get swept up in that and be like, OK, I'm riding with him now. OK, I'm back on right. with the cards. I say plug your ears and ignore that jive. That has no impact. on right. anything. I'm going. I'm going on on Jonathan Taylor trucking. Right, let's go. Uh, I want to go like over like six or seven more games because our Friday episode, by the way, is a, a generic Christmas um, episode. We're going to do it's going to be. Was that you telling me to hurry uh, up? Yes. Stop uh, talking so much. Is that what you were trying to get at? Here. Well, you, I mean, okay. poor spaghetti okay. is just like he's, he's pulling his hair out right now. Um, but anyway, no, but all right. So Cleveland at Green Bay, the Packers are seven point favorites. Cleveland moving that game ended up doing nothing. They lost it. And now they have less rest uh, going into Lambeau. Not great. And yet I think they keep this close. I'm down on the AFC North as much as anybody. And, you know, I I don't even know that Baker Mayfield coming back. I, I will say for your quarterback saturation thing, Sheck, Ryan Huntley looks like he could be start on a team. 
And uh, and so does Mullins, at least for Cleveland. I think if he's well-groomed, he could become a Baker Mayfield type and they wouldn't have to give him uh, $700 million. That says, are they going to cover the seven? The only thing I'll say is Green Bay is better. They give away free money. They didn't cover against the Ravens. As I mentioned, Ryan Huntley, nice job uh, down the stretch to cover. Unbelievable. Really good. That they, they, they rallied really from that. And we could say the Harbaugh spot. thing, whatever, going for the two. I think it was a good decision. They had people like, oh, they have all the momentum in the world. Why don't they go to overtime? Like, because they have all the momentum in the world. Huntley ran in for from 10 <laughs> yards untouched. So that's, yeah, just to pick a better play than rolling him right in a, in a play that we know he's not going to run on, you know, and uh, cutting off half the end zone. But that said, uh, now it's Cleveland at Green Bay. I give Cleveland a chance here. I'm leaning towards them with the spread because I don't think, Martin, we've seen the Nick Chubb 30 for 178-yard game yet. And I, I think he has one in him in these final three weeks. Not saying they're going to upset Green Bay and Lambeau, but they might keep it close. What do you say? We haven't. We haven't seen that. But also, said you said moving the game didn't do anything for Cleveland. Well, the thing that it didn't do, it none of their guys got off the list. Yeah. Like the, when the whole point of moving the game was supposed to so guys could test out of uh, the COVID protocols. Well, most of their significant players did not end up testing out even with the Some game of them moved. did. Yeah, a, a, a so decent number did, but no one that we would start in our fantasy leagues for sure. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it, was, it was a bust. But I, so I, I, feel like, I feel like that – is that an extra bye week? Is that a we've been talking the national discourse the last three or four weeks is should they sit Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. for a week to get him right? Well, Baker Mayfield just sat for a week. So I, I agree. I, I, I'm going pretty much the same reason I picked Baltimore last week. I think Green Bay's the best team in the NFC still. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these markets have probably adjusted to that. They're not going to continue to run off these wins against the spread. And I think Cleveland can't keep it close on like a football perspective. All right. Shaq, what are you? What are your thoughts? You like Cleveland to keep it close? AFC wow. North all the way. Ra ra ra. Yeah, that's 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 my way. <laughs> philosophically, I root for all things AFC North at all times. I think the I think the thing is, if you're a Browns player or fan, your puncher's chance is winning the last two games of the season. In other words, this game doesn't really matter a mm. great deal. You you. You knock off Cincy, as your point was last week, two weeks ago, Sal, that the AFC North's hash won't be settled until yeah, then. Week 18. It, it, if that's the case, they have a really they 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 have a reasonable chance of going into Pittsburgh and winning that one and then beating Cincinnati. And they already hammered the Bengals uh um once there. I'm going to take the Packers laying the touchdown. I know it doesn't matter that much that the Packers are still fighting for the number one seed because the Bucks were fighting for the number one seed right. a week ago and they got shut out. And so we can maybe put a little bit too much stock in that, or at least I can kind of talk myself into that kind of thing. But Newsom already is now on the COVID list for the Browns. And, uh. um, and so in Lambeau, I mean, the, the bottom line is the Browns are, just well, not world beaters. That's and and the other thing is we don't know what Miles Garrett. It would appear that he's not going to be a hundred percent. And so if he's not a hundred percent, you know, I'll take the I'll take the the far odds makers team. agree with your theory that you've had for the last few weeks that there's not going to be a wild card representative in the AFC North because the Browns are minus six hundred to not make the playoffs. I mean, they're not even. Jeez. that's not even sniffing a wild card bird. They have to. Like you said, only way it happens to win right. the division. Only oh. way it happens is if the only way that happens is if the Ravens, and we'll pick that in a second, but the Ravens surprise right. me and TJ Hushmanzada at least and upset 
Cincinnati in Cincinnati, which isn't going to happen. We'll get to that. Wrong, yeah. Then Cincy can still fight their way in if they, you know, if they win out because if Baltimore gets to nine, they're going to be right. A uh, tweet that came out like an hour ago. JC Treader said the NFL wanted three games canceled last week and the NFL PA pushed yeah. for rescheduling them to save six teams paychecks. Yeah. Um, Really? They were going to cancel sure. those games? They know they could move them to Tuesday. That was always an option. It was an option last year. Why would they have canceled? So who would that? So the Rams would have forfeited or everybody just ends up with one fewer well, game? By the rules that they came out in the summertime, because when they started moving them, I just went back and looked at right. it. If the team, the team that was responsible for the outbreak was supposed to be the one, if they couldn't field the Forfeit. team. They were supposed to forfeit the so, game. So Washington so would have lost that. They lost anyway, so that wouldn't have mattered. The Browns lost. They would have lost anyway. So the Ram, that would have hurt the Rams, right? Because that was the team that they moved that Rams-Seattle game because of the Rams, hmm. right? I, I can't believe that they were. that was a consideration rather than moving it to a Tuesday and getting free football. Uh, well, it sounds like it's a way to leverage the players into playing by saying, like, yes. don't forget, if it's a forfeit, right, you don't right, get right. paid. Okay, yes. It's like, well, right. now we, we, we'll, we'll play. It's we'll a paternalistic play. thing. <laughs> why, that's, why that's a rule is crazy. Yeah. Like, hey, how about this? We'll forfeit, but you also still have to pay us. It's not our fault that COVID is ravaging. Exactly. Society. All right, check your Steelers at the Chiefs. This was, this did open at 10, but Kelsey might be out and Hill out. I, I, don't, I don't get what they have to do. They're vaccinated, right? So they just have to test. Martin, what do they have to do? They have to test negative once they have before to, the weekend? Yeah, have they? But they're changing. I feel like they're changing the rules midway through. But it oh, used to be yesterday to have two negative tests yeah. on uh, to test out of the protocol. But th I feel like they're changing. It, the Travis. The, the I, point I, is I the Steelers I, catch I a break again. They're, they're, the they're, 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 they're catching play. every yeah. single break again. Well, again. Of, well I, hey, did you see the Bears game? Breaks. You remember the Bears game with the one they should have lost if not for like seven calls that went the. Uh, oh my God! Is that the? Well, well, I mean, what what, mean, how is it that you and I look at the same evidence, which is the three hours? No, I know Big of Ben was great again last week. Come away with these different things. I was wrong. No, he wasn't great last week. He wasn't great last week. He was tremendous again. The Steelers are now catching all the breaks. Seven. What the well, hell are you talking about? That's not a break if Kelsey and Hill are out and you're trying to make the playoffs and that that Bears game and, you know. Wasn't a break when Minka Fitzpatrick had to sit out the Chargers game because of COVID. And it wasn't uh, a break when uh, Ben Roethlisberger right. had to sit out again, against the Lions. Would that have been is, a win? If they, they're, anyway, they're barely scoring enough points to win an NFL game every week. And there's a, a close fourth and one every time. I get it. The, the Titans... Whatever, but this—if you don't want to consider this a break, so be it. Do you like the Steelers plus? Well, seven? this would be yeah. a break, but I—I I think you're, but I think you're. Well, that Bears, that, that you should have lost the Bears game. That those calls were lopsided. Okay, okay. And well, then we this can, isn't we can even play that game. I'll, I'll, Go ahead. Okay. Well, we could we could do the we could <laughs> obviously we could do the like I could point at this play or that and and will no, if you but, want me uh, to. Uh, six uh, but six plays in boring, any game but, that you could say, oh wow, those were. That was uh, instrumental on in the team. But go ahead, go ahead. Do you like Pittsburgh plus seven? Uh, no, I'll, I mean, I will take the Chiefs. I wouldn't put any dollars uh, against uh, the black mm. and gold. But, the you know, the Chiefs are emerging. And, and uh, importantly, in the last couple of weeks, at least, they're actually starting to cover mm. these games. They're not just winning games, but they're covering. Um, so, uh, I mean, listen, the Chiefs in Arrowhead, uh, you know, um, uh, fingers crossed. I'd love to see it. They they have done it 
before when they had no chance in big games, Pittsburgh backs to the wall, all that kind of stuff. But I just don't. Well, how much how much stock am I putting into like Tomlin knows how to rally these guys and like that? I don't know. I don't know that that rah rah stuff has much value. How about you know? Again, Tom Brady just laid a donut. So all bets are off, figuratively at least. I don't. I don't know what what's possible. But sure, the Steelers could go in there. It's not like the Chiefs have have annihilated all comers. Go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off, but all games might be off as as we're sitting here. uh, Aditi is tweeting about how the Steelers have COVID. Devin Bush is on the COVID list. Is that right? Uh, Zach Banner oh, is on the COVID too. list. Zach Banner is down. Yeah, I knew Banner was down. Exactly on the COVID about. list. This <laughs> all bets really actually might be off because this <laughs> this game might get gained. This game might be moved. Well, let me see if this is but, uh, if, is it still on fan. I mean, that's the way to tell. I mean, g- gambling rules the world. And this game is now it's still on. So now it's seven and a half. The Chiefs are favored by. I will say this. I guess now it's evening out with the COVID stuff. At what point do you protect Mahomes? Like if he has all his receivers out, do you start him? I mean, I know it's the flip side hmm. of that is, and uh, you're going to get mad at this, but it might just take 20 points to beat the Steelers. So let it, let him, let him play. But uh, how many offensive players have to go out before you protect your quarterback? I'm not sure. I'm not sure where they're I'm not good. The other thing is, and uh, you know, it's, it's not a compelling conversation, except if you're hanging on the edge of your seat for one of these teams, but I, I I'm, my brain is now cloudy about what the rules even are. You can move a game as far as Tuesday now in week 16, if you needed to, could the league still move the I game think or so. no? Well, they could do whatever they want. I think they that's could the still answer. move a game. Yeah. I guess they're right. Yeah. All right, Martin, uh, which way are you lean on this? Uh, I, with all these chiefs COVID, I don't, the chiefs should win this game mm-hmm. provided that the chiefs are the chiefs that played the same chiefs that played against the chargers on Thursday. If they played against the Steelers on Sunday would beat the Steelers by like 14 points or more, I think, but who knows if that Chiefs team is going to play with all these COVID lists or whatever. So I just teased the chiefs down all right. with the chargers yeah. and I teased, I paired him with another team. We'll talk about that's that. probably smart. Is that other team? Uh, Shaq brought it up Baltimore at Cincinnati, big, big game. Cincy minus two and a half. I'll tell you what, the two and a half is a real thing now. You can no longer say, well, I like Cincinnati at home and I think it'll be close, but they'll win by a field Hmm. goal, right? It's like, well, when Harbaugh's going for two every time and it's a, it's a, it's, it would be a tie game that's going overtime, but he's going for a two point conversion. You could take Baltimore plus two and a half and actually think they not going to win. Like it's a real, real number, Martin. Do you agree? And I think that's what I'm going to do here. Again, still no news about uh, Lamar Jackson. We're not sure it even matters at this point, this form of Lamar Jackson. Um, The diarrhea thing is a real thing. I guarantee he would have gotten a shot had he known he was going to incur this much (laughs) diarrhea. Uh, But anyway, I would take Baltimore. I'm leaning towards that here on Wednesday morning. No, I definitely think in the the era where extra points – are a thing of the past unless they're podcast networks, right? Because guys just don't kick them anymore. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that you could have to consider two and a half. You can't just lock them There's up. There's no like, key oh, they're numbers gonna They're going to win. They're going to win by three. Yeah. Exactly. Um, especially when you're factoring in Baltimore, well, the Chargers, and these other teams that, as, as Mike Tomlin would say, are aggressively analytical. Mm-hmm. But uh, for this one, I'm going, I'm going back with the – I'm going on the Bengals. Me and TJ – I don't know if we're a Bengal friendly podcast. I was high. We've both been high on them all year. We double, double and tripling down here. I feel like the Ravens have put up an admirable fight all year. 
the last four games, especially down one score, two play like, you know, two losses on the last second. I think it all comes falling apart. All right, Shaq, like, I know you're always, leaning. The law of diminishing returns has you're to You're leaning Cincinnati here. It just seems too easy. They're, yes, they're better. Yes, and they beat them, take, but it's only minus two and a half. Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. And take the hmm. over, um, 44 and a half. These two teams are going to both put up uh, nice point totals there. And if it's not Lamar Jackson, it, it is Ty Huntley. It doesn't make a difference because the thing that – the analytics, and it's not as though the analytics people aren't aware of this. It's not just some raw set or some distant assessment. Like no matter what, no matter who your quarterback is, no matter the strengths or weaknesses of your team versus whoever you're playing, no matter, just always going to, I say in the context of who the Ravens are, you should always go for it in that spot. Because if you have a dynamic playmaker with the ball in his hands, when the ball is snapped, who can take off and run yeah. it in, then you should go for right. it. It's two and a half yards. Well, we were the, but they have the best kicker in the world in Justin Tucker. Yeah, but you might have to give the ball to the other team and you might never even get the ball. So what are we talking about? Your chance of one play of your dynamic playmaker, either running or throwing it in when he's done it all day long is a better bet than anything else. So let, can and we please I, stop I also this conversation? Think the Packers, it was going to come down to if they made or missed the field goal. It was like the better part of a minute was left. They had a timeout. I think Rodgers probably could also have Also true. Up. Right. Might as well try to take the lead there. Uh, but I, I agree with and, you. You know, but to dear, also to your point, Dave, if they had the 15th best kicker in football, they would still expect him to be able to make that kick, right? If they had the 10th best kicker in football, you still expect him to be able to make that kick. The best kicker in football is, is kind yeah, of people like, make it to like me, they, is Hey, they get the ball at the 25. <laughs> if they get one first down, they're going to they're gonna try Tucker out there. And can't, like, no, they, they, still have to, they still have to move the ball down the field but, versus get two and a half yards here. Yeah. But And the thing that we don't talk about on these two-point conversions, fourth down conversions, attempts, the play call. So oftentimes yeah. I feel like the play call is not discussed nearly enough besides the decision to just go for it randomly. And I just have to get this out. There's a big difference between Lamar Jackson and Ty Hunt. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I feel like we're remember Mike White. Remember that earlier this year? Yeah. Like, no, I like, so can we just, please, is everybody we love Geno Smith for a week? No, I get it. I try not to get to, oh, I, I'm just looking at it. He, he may have been overlooked somewhere. I'm not saying he's better than Lamar Jackson. He's yeah, sure. star, but he may have been overlooked. Mullins, I think was as good <laughs> or good. I don't know why I say good as uh Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but you're right. The play call against the Steelers was terrific. I thought uh, Watt didn't bite on the run. So the, the pass had to be a little better, a little off balance, a little, uh, at an angle, you wouldn't think, but it, it was there for Andrews. This one cutting off half the end zone. He's, there's no way he could run from there. And then the ball hits two Packers before Andrews gets a finger on it. Um, I would say that was a little suspect, but I still like going for it there. I know. We, let's not go down this rabbit hole. We can have this conversation after the season, but I will say, yes, Lamar Jackson is better than Ty yeah. Huntley, but Lamar Jackson is going to be a cap hit of 40 plus million dollars by 2022. So, or, or that won't kick in, but they'll have to, but that it's, contract will be made. Live in the here the and now, Damashek, in the here and now. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, when people do that thing, of like, how dare people say the Ravens mm -hmm. should uh, should let Lamar Jack? Yeah, the the other guy doesn't, yeah. won't be costing nearly you know, as much sort of in like the near Huntley future. And Mullen should go to, like, sort of like competing contractors, like, hey, I know these guys are the best <laughs> in the business, but they're charging you six times the number to, to replace that <laughs> fence, you know? I could do it for, and I'll, I'll be out there and I'll do it for less. And 
Uh, people still root for me, I promise. But please sign them. Hey, Browns, please sign Mayfield. Hey, Ravens, please sign mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. That's uh, that's a gift to the other two teams in the division. And, the, and those two teams are saying, please give Big Ben one more year. That's, that's crazy that <laughs> one of them is an NFL. One of them is an former MVP, MVP and sure. one of them is Baker There's Mayfield. too many of those. But yeah, I know. No, I know. And, and it, we shouldn't other, use them. Other the guy same almost beat. Uh, I get it, but the other guy almost beat uh, Mahomes and company in Arrowhead a year ago too, and that was people right. were awfully excited about that as uh, well. All right, Buffalo at New England. Let's do a couple more here. Buffalo at New England again, two and a half. Won't even give New England the three. I'm leaning Buffalo, although this has to be the most frustrating week of Sean McDermott's life, right? He was made to look like a fool on that Monday night game against Belichick, and now he's got to like <laughs> counterbalance. What the hell? What's their game plan? What are they going to do? I know they're not going to pass only three times, but you know, I've thought the Bills were better all year. They look good for the most part versus the Panthers last week. They look great in the second half versus the Bucks. I think they've turned the corner a little. I think New England has come down to earth. A little bit. I'm leaning Buffalo. Sheck, what do you like? Yeah, that's right. We did call that these 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 uh, solidified narratives when the regular season isn't complete yet are right. foolish. And we did that. We we had this conversation one week ago where we said this idea that the Patriots are the clear cut best team in the AFC is about to get exposed by the Indianapolis Colts. And here we sit, um, looking uh, looking good and able to pat ourselves on the back. I picked the Patriots to win this division before the season started. I'm going to go against that here. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills here. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder for the humiliation that they suffered there. It's so unorthodox, though. It's just hard to get real excited about the Bills when they don't run the mm-hmm. ball at all. That's a, That seems weird. I know teams get it done in the 21st century without having a traditional yeah. run game, but it's pretty severe with the Bills. I mean, they're dependent on 17. But like we've talked about, you got to cut him loose in the short term. If you want to, as he gets deeper into his career, maybe as soon as next year, you say, Josh Allen, okay, for real now, no more running around, no more of that jive. But right now their best shot at going deep in the playoffs is to run around Josh Allen. And I think, uh, I, do I, don't, I mean, in, uh, I, I scream all day long and Martin watched the games with me a couple of weeks ago about quarterbacks running just to, and I'm not saying everybody should have Dak should have 13 carries or, but when you see 15 yards of open field in front of you, it just seems like more times than not, the quarterbacks are passing it up. You could slide. You got all the protection in the world on a slide, a seven-yard scamper, and then a slide. But that's uh, that's what bugs me the most about quarterbacks not running here. Uh, all right, Martin, where are you leaning? That QB draw stuff, but the QB draw stuff, that's the kind of like design oh, play sure, call. I'm going to direct snap yeah. it to you, Josh Allen, and I'm going to take up take off up the middle, but what you really want is, I mean, I, 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 I know it sounds like I'm borderline in love with Joe, with Joe Burrow now, but that's all you need. You need to be able to take off. You saw it a lot from Patrick Mahomes more last mm-hmm. year than this year, but it's like, if they turn their back on you, burn them for the 10 yards, get to the sticks next, uh, fresh uh, set of downs. That's, I that's what the, you need. The best example of that is Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. Like yeah, right. prime oh, Russell Wilson. So that was like, he was, you were never running a play for him, but it's like every third and 13, you can't go man to man. Cause they just, oh, if DK's not open, you know, he's just right. And do like that with the ball right before he, right. As he goes out of bounds, three yards short. I don't know. Quarterbacks taking monster hits this year more than normal. Like I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I get it. If you're, nah. if you're, you know, if you're scared into a uh, pocket passer situation, but 
Doesn't feel like well, you said the Steelers are catching all the breaks. Ben Roethlisberger Actually, yes. almost had his spine yes. broken in Minnesota a couple of Thursday nights ago. He did, but you say ago. he's wearing like six rib yeah, pads. Yeah. Hench says he's fat. I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's mean. That's his mean spirit. <laughs> right, Mark, the only yeah. quarterback I've seen taking hits on slides this year is Justin Fields, but it's because he slides like he's sliding in the second base and he's got to grab. He, like, he slides like slide. he's got to grab the base yeah. as he's going past. Right. But uh, everything in this game says to bet on the Buffalo Bills. Hmm. Like the. Uh, Josh Allen is nine, three, and two on the, against the spread as a road dog. Mm -hmm. But like they said just a second ago, he's got to be able to move around. The Bills don't run the ball at all. And I'm sorry, I just can't imagine that an offense that just literally just gives away one of the aspects of football mm -hmm. isn't going to be figured out by Bill Belichick. Um, and so, like, if Josh Allen's not going to be able to move around, which two weeks ago he was in a walking boot didn't necessarily look the most mobile last week. I think Matt Judon makes like two or three plays. The Bills get behind the sticks. The Patriots continue to run the ball on, on, on Buffalo. And I think they'll get a win. I don't know if they'll cover them. But I do, I do think they win and win that AFC. I just can't imagine looking up and, and seeing that the AFC East is not, not won by the Patriots. I, I just... You know, it infuriated me when he did it the first time. But if they, again, just pass three times and win this game, I'll, I'll give it up for Belichick. I will. Just <laughs> got, to say, got a question. Yeah. Is it a quarterback league? We've seen a couple wins now. Five passes, five completions, three passes. It was terrible. Ben Roethlisberger you know, has several wins this year. No, that early slate on right. Sunday, there was you you had a really dig. To, I mean, Davis Mills was the best quarterback playing early Sunday in those six or seven games. Craziness. Oh, who the man. Patriots are, who the Patriots are right now is they're the 2019 Ravens, mm. which is to say that like a big eight team in 1985, their liability, which is a weird one to have in 21st century pro football is like, as long as they don't get behind, they're good. Like, well, that's a bad thing to be like. You can never be behind if, you know, the bills jump them and get up 10, nothing, you know, midway through the second quarter, you still taking the Patriots right. to rally there. That's, that's, that's a major uh, bit Huge. of kryptonite to have in your pocket. There's like they can't rally. Well, you can rally against the Colts, I guess, who just fall apart in the second half, and somehow Jonathan Taylor saved them. But that that does seem to be their mo. All right, let's do one more game. Those Colts, uh, their nemesis, the Titans, are home, catching three and a half against the 49ers. Wow, how weird this is. Um, this is this is on this is Thursday night football. This is tomorrow. I'm taking Tennessee and I'm making it my pup of the week at plus 154. I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago we were Ooh. screaming about Shanahan. Oh, look at his record. So funny. Rich Kotite. He could pass Rich Kotite percentage wise now. Uh, and I get it. Derrick Henry's out and their yards per carry has gone down one full yard, which puts them in like Texans territory. But they have broken out. They had 270 yards rushing with Foreman and Hilliard mostly against the Patriots. They just fumbled every other possession. That's why they were out of it. I think Vrabel outcoaches Shanahan. I definitely think Tennessee feeling the heat a little bit and they're home and a little bit of too much love, I feel, on the 49ers right now as they travel to Tennessee. I'm taking the Titans as my pup of the week. What do you guys like in this game and what's your pup of the week? Check. Um, I'm going to take the Niners. I like uh, their uh, the way they're putting it together there. I think they are um, they are for real. I I think the early portion of the season was the anomaly for them. Mm -hmm. Titans getting back AJ Brown is obviously significant. The liability of the Niners is their secondary. 
nevertheless, um, I like the what the Niners are doing of late there and um, don't love what Tannehill is doing of late. My pup of the week, I'm going to go back to the well a week later. I'm going Bears plus 240. Oh, man. I just kind of, I hear, I, know, I mean, I, obviously I'm not the super enthusiastic about it, but I just, I keep pointing to, for all the, for all the like, plays that make you wince watching Justin Fields and Matt Nagy's performance on the sidelines, everything else. They're kind of, they're not as big an embarrassment as they should be at this point. It should just be like, Oh my God, what happened? And she I agree like, with that. They're in there. Like they're, they're in there. They don't have, you know, they, they don't have Mac and they haven't had him forever and fields and Dalton and Matt Nagy's out the door and he was out the door in July and here he's, st- I don't know. So I, they're going to Seattle. The this is a 12th man game plus that's, 240. That's a team that's the wheels are off. The Seattle's got a shorter there. week than right. the bears did. Bears played Monday, Seattle Tuesday. It's that terrible. There's not a lot, unless you want to go for the bombs, the big ones, unless you want to take the Giants over the Eagles or the Texans over the Chargers, not a ton of that fit our pup of the week criteria here. I, I just, yeah, I, I couldn't take the Bears. I, I got killed. I, I bought them up to seven. We did that halftime game, right? That was when we cut in at half. Mm-hmm. I bought it up to seven. They don't kick the extra point, which I know is a rule. I know I was going to get screwed on that anyway. Uh, they were in the red zone a million times and just couldn't couldn't convert. Maybe it was less than a million, but that's as Go ahead, Mark. I was about to say, Steve Levy didn't know that it was a rule, apparently, because he was losing his <laughs> mind. Like, 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 like the game, like the something changed. I'm like, bro, all that is is just that's in the real. That's just a bad. Beat. Yeah, you know, he's just, oh my god, that's important to some. And I'm like, literally important to that. Literally changed nothing. Really bad. Important to nobody. Cut the shit. By the way, we don't have to be cutesy about it anymore. Yeah, Steve talk about Levy. it. You're yeah. allowed to. You're, you're allowed to hey, hit it. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy went on and talked about the Harry losing on the over when there was a missed field goal. He was in the broadcast booth. I think Oregon State had missed the field goal. And he said, oh, my friend, my uh, uh, my cousin Sal's friend, Harry, missed on it. By the way, Harry was upset that he didn't say my friend, Harry. He said my cousin Sal's friend. Harry. <laughs> I was like, all right, get over. Would you say, Damn, would you say my friend, Jimmy, oh, or no. would you say my friend Sal's cousin, Jimmy? Anyway, go ahead, Shaq. Uh, well, go ahead. We were going to say uh, more. No, I was about to say, Shaq, I agree with you about the Bears. They are not, to be where they are currently, they should look like the Jets almost, or like they should feel like the Jaguars or the Texans. And when you watch them, maybe it's because we see more of them on primetime than any bad team ever. But I, I agree with you. They're not the biggest dumpster fire. Sal, I liked it better when you gave your picks on Thursday night uh, on TV you because you read my mind. <laughs> no, you read my mind. You absolutely, I, oh. I, I, I have been against the 49ers throughout this entire like renaissance of the 49ers because I'm old enough to remember when Kirk Cousins had a play to beat him lined up behind the guard. I'm not going <laughs> to let it go. Why is that old? Sick. I mean, it was right Could've- there. Could have, maybe should have lost to the Bengals. There's so there's. I mean, uh, and then again, my team, to the be Bengals, made there, right? they were right there. So I, no, I think the 49ers having to travel all the way to Tennessee. I'm getting three and a half with all the right. Titans. No, but uh, also the Titans have the second best run defense in the NFL, and I still don't believe that Jimmy G is made for this. Like I know he's been playing well over the last couple of months. They're five and two since like November first or November seventh mm-hmm. or whatever week that was. But in the two losses. They haven't rushed over 100 yards. Right. So if the Titans hold him under 100 yards, make Jimmy G throw it, especially if he makes him throw it to anybody but George Kittle, I think we're in good shape. 
Boy, Jeffrey Simmons, man, that uh, mm-hmm. that guy. I mean, people have been singing songs, me included, about Cam Hayward, and obviously Aaron Donald is celebrated and, uh, and uh, uh, Vita Vea. But man, can't have the conversation at this point with the, the talk about the pro football disruptors. This year feels like man, there are certain guys that are just blowing up entire games and Jeff, uh, it, from the defensive tackle spot. And Jeffrey Simmons is one. Of there them. you go. All right. Uh, what did I want to do? Oh, uh, shit. So I, I got distracted. I was about to say, yeah. well, I was about to say my official pump of the week is the Titans, yeah. but the Panthers and the Lions are both going to cover. Wait since a I, minute. I don't want to give out double, uh, double pups. So I wanted to give out more All right. than that. That's a lot of pups. That's a litter. We can't, uh, we can't handle that on Christmas. Uh, Shaq, uh, one, one last, uh, you know, one-off item here. Le'Veon Bell goes to the Bucks. At some point, this has got to be your most hated team, right? Well, now they're saying Palomalu signed with them. So it's Palomalu, Bell, <laughs> and Antonio Brown are on the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, people are calling them the killer bees. I don't know if they're the killer bees, but they should at least be the felonious bees at this point. Very um, forgiving. Very maybe forgiving. That's uh, maybe Arians that's is, right? When, <laughs> when the quarterback's in trouble. I just, I know people want to get up. It, it real talk, talk about where we started this show and where we'll wrap it up, I guess, is with the idea of like, do as I say, not mm. as I do. Everybody gets super bent out of shape about everybody else's team. Like, how can you have that mm. guy on your team? How can you root for a team that has blank on it, that you allow that guy to, to take significant snaps for your team? It is the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man, but times 32 <laughs> meme. Like the, every everyone's hands are dirty. Get a, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Just get over it. If you're a football fan, if you're a professional sports fan, there are going to be oh, yeah. some, there oh, are going to be sure. some ne'er-do-wells. Like I make fun, but I, I think it's good. It's a gift. I, I just say, I don't know what Levy and Bell has right. left to give to in uh, in pro football when he was talking a week or two ago about uh, putting on the gloves to take yeah. on, I don't know, who the Frank That's going to be I delayed, know, I think, but, right now. Hey, the holidays are here. Maybe. FanDuel Sportsbook has a gift for all new customers. Not a pair of slippers, Shaq. Not Levy and Bell under your tree. We're talking about 30 to 1 odds on any Christmas Day NBA or NFL game. Wow. Just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook and bet on any team to win any of the seven marquee matchups taking place on Christmas. If your bet wins, you'll be paid out 30 times your wager. Turn a $5 bet into 150 bucks. Yes, you can build your own parlay or do a same-game parlay. No better place to bet on Christmas Day than America's number one sportsbook. Simple and easy to use. Great new offers every day. Safe and secure. Best-in-class customer service. And when you win, people actually win on this, Martin. FanDuel will pay you your winnings in as little as two hours. Don't miss your chance to win $150 on a $5 bet. Sign up with promo code EXTRAPOINTS so they know that we sent you. Download FanDuel Sportsbook today. Promo code EXTRAPOINTS. There you go. Yes. Hey, you know what? I want to tell I now I'm realizing were it not for Bruce Arians, the actual former big time pro athlete fight that would probably be on the slate. It would be uh, it would be the main event, even Levy and Bell versus Antonio Brown. But Bruce oh, Arians right. comes in and it's like, no, come come play football for me. But that would be a prime matchup that would be very realistic. You know- if it weren't that for, could just for be Bruce happening Aaron. in the locker room right now, we could we could uh, stop recording and we'll see it. Uh, <laughs> NBA will not pause, says Adam Silver. They're going to keep going. Uh, Fandle, we mentioned bet, bet any of those games, you get 150 bucks on a five dollar bet. The Christmas games, which is the best game, guys? If the stars play, we have no idea with the COVID protocols. You got the the noon 
tip off Eastern time on 9 a.m. This is when the kids are opening gifts. Knicks versus Hawks. Uh, 2.30 Eastern Bucks versus Celtics. 5 p.m. Suns Warriors. 8 p.m. Lakers Nets. 10.30 Jazz Mavericks. I'm going Suns Warriors. I'll watch that 25 times a year. I like that. We saw it a couple times last week. It was a good back and forth. Why not go with two teams if it's only a handful of games? You get a lot of star power in there. Uh, We saw the Suns we saw the Suns at Staples or Crypto, right? Uh, didn't feel the the same lineup that we would hope for in the Christmas game. Martin, what do you like? Yeah, I just have to say the Suns and the Warriors is probably going to be the best game. The Knicks and the Hawks is going to be a fun game. It's Trey Young mm-hmm. plays because, right. you know, they obviously hate him so much. But I'm honestly, I'm kind of, first of all, congratulations to basketball season for officially about to be starting. Yes. Uh, as Christmas Day is approaching. But, um, I'm kind of looking forward to the next couple of days because you kind of look some of these names that have been coming across the transaction wire. You haven't seen these names in, in, in five, 10 years. Brandon Knight just signed with an NBA team. Yeah. So I think that you got to kind of look at this like almost like a big three, except this is actually in the league. Find your favorite player, Joe Johnson. He's 40 years old. And I think he's, yeah, he just signed with the Celtics, I believe. He's playing Christmas Day at 2.30. That's where you got to, that's where you need to channel your energy. Find your favorite players when you were a kid. Right. And find where they're playing on Christmas Day. That's the <laughs> that's game. A good, for you that's to watch. a good theory. Babyface Joel Solomon, you pointed out Joe Johnson of three on three fame signed a 10 day uh, deal with the Celtics, right? They're really digging deep. Yeah. This is why uh, 20 for, years ago. guest to the show. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why I think we need to get Brian Scalabrini back on the pod oh. and make a push. To get him, uh, to get him signed, he's fighting Frank Gore is the problem. I don't think he wants to give that up. <laughs> uh, Shaq, NHL on pause now. This is uh, not as big a deal as when you see it in print because there was only a few games canceled, right? They're only going to have a couple between now and the 27th. Anyway, the the big question is, do they resume fully on the 27th? We know the players are skipping the Olympics, which you kind of like because, but now we get uh, guys you don't know from in the Olympics, but you like that. Of course yeah. I like that. There's a, the, I don't, uh, the phenomenon, not to be a curmudgeon, but let the, uh, from, from an entertainment standpoint, I don't even love necessarily as a one-off. It was cool when the NHL sent guys, just like when the dream team went to the Olympics in 92, but repeating it is the thing that's like, eh, cons- I mean, I get, I get if you're, a 23-year-old NHLer who didn't get to win the gold medal with uh, Sidney Crosby's golden goal uh, 10 years or whatever ago, 12 years ago, you want you might want to do it. But from a fan standpoint, couldn't care less. Better for the NHL, the quality of play to not ship some portion of the league over to China to play in games that don't impact yeah. the, the season. I'm torn I don't care on it because I, I, do I think want, the I NHL do. does need the star players to get together as much as they can. I know if it, if it impacts the, the NHL games, it's one thing, but anytime Connor McDavid can make, get make a name for himself on a global, um, you know, level, I think maybe you have to go for that now. Doesn't it help the game of hockey? That's a good, it's a good point, but there used to be, I, you know what? I know so little about it. Uh, I, I, I don't think there's any, um, sort of form of the old Canada Cup being mm-hmm. played, but uh, have a summer tournament, have something, uh, do something not that n- not in the middle of the season proper. That, that I'm with you. Well, it's bad. I mean, like if you well, if you if you have superstars point. on the team as as somebody who roots for a, for 
a team that has a few superstars on it that play on uh, for their various homelands. Right. Like, well, that diminishes their what what they have right. when they return to the NHL. So right. I, I but, don't. I, but I think what, Sal, what Sal's point is though, and don't let me don't let me uh, tell tell us out of school. But like, I'm not watching regular season hockey. I'm not watching the Winter Classics. I'm not watching hockey on what is it outside on January first. And you know, I'm walking, I'm not going to watch a summer tournament of hockey. But I, you know, I might watch the Olympics. Yeah, but maybe check. I might right. see Conor McDavid. Maybe something they do sweet. take advantage of the summer. Basketball has a summer league. They keep it fresh all year, and you know, the summer is a downtime. So yeah, have some kind of tournament. Right. Nothing. And by the way, the pushback I guess I could make is uh, we live in a different time than 1980, but there was never anything better for the sport of hockey than a bunch of people you never heard of before winning the sure. gold medal. I mean, that's really threading the needle, but those weren't superstars you'd ever heard of before. But that's the true. Sport came well, out better many, many movies came out of it and uh, et cetera. All right. Extrapoints.com uh, slash arcade. You can play our free to play games there you go head to head Shaq nipping at the, at harry's heels which is disgusting by the way for someone it's even more disgusting than um uh touching uh, everybody's chicken wings i bet he, yeah head. he didn't wash his hands <laughs> first either did you watch your teeth before you started nipping at his heels um to be fair marty you'd rather eat that from the bin that i put my hand into than the bin that harry put his <laughs> hand into right that's like saying and i'd harry. rather stand naked in alaska or in antarctica no because i'm still frozen dead of cold <laughs> like i don't want either one good you know what i say to that good stay frozen. <laughs> martin might even change the name of his podcast because he's so dismayed about uh damage <laughs> but for now it's lemon pepper parlay you could catch him and tj hushmanzada you could catch Sheck. Minus three. First episode was with Jeff Schwartz. He has another one coming out today with Kevin Hench. Going to be a lot of talk there. Oh, the Patriots. I think he's taking the bill. I bet he's betting the bills. And I guarantee he is. You could have just put the you could have just put the period after. Yeah, There's going to be a lot of talk that's after true. the talk. It's going to be a lot of talk. Uh, Megan Fun of Sports, a classic episode this week. Megan Conley lost a bet to Megan Gailey. Megan Gailey was allowed to tweet from her account. Please listen to that. Um, she, I mean, Excellent. she has a nervous Excellent. breakdown during the podcast. It might be the podcast of the year. Basically, she's getting calls. The The tweet was uh, a Josh McDaniels. Obviously, Gailey hates Josh McDaniels. He's supposed to coach the Colts. Um, there was a reference to January 6th and Josh McDaniels visors. And then Megan Connolly is getting all these texts from former bosses, um, you know, Patriots employees. And she had it. She freaked out during the podcast. <laughs> you, you have to listen to it. Megan Fun of Sports. Uh, against all odds, we'll have the Thursday night game. We'll break it down and the weekend games coming up. What am I missing? Oh, waiver wired tonight. Today, Jen Piacenti and uh, Eddie Spaghetti, the very busy, hardest working man in show business, Eddie Spaghetti. Check that out. And in the meantime, a reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. Merry Christmas. 